This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast with a more enticing will-they-won't-they than Ross and Rachel. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me, I have my stunning will-they-won't-they partner, Yvette Dontremont, the Cybabe. How you doing, Yvette? Well, I'm still leaning that they will, I'm at least at least for us. I'm not sure about Ross and Rachel, though, or at least Russ and Rochelle from this, <laughs> from this porn. I feel like we had emotional highs, emotional lows, and I overall left with the same feeling that I did about the show Friends. Eh. 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 That was my thought on the week. But I, as opposed to my burning passion for you, dear, which brings me back every week to watch a porno for the plot. I, it's how have we been doing this for like eight months now. You know, it's kind of still shocking, but we're doing it. And oh, I think yeah. it's because uh, we we have this desire to keep watching porn and we're just never satiated. We're getting into auteur theory at this point when we're discussing our pornography. We were talking earlier because we have here is your uh, insight into what happens during our pre-show discussion. We were talking about a porn that we knew the behind the scenes stuff on it. I'm like, no, I advocate for death of the author in which we do not talk about what's happening with the director and all the decisions on that when you're when you're enjoying your pornography. So, yeah, we really do care about what happens in your porn. Down to, down to directorial intent. So you're welcome or I'm sorry. We can eventually teach a class on this. That's all I'm saying. Lindsay Ellis, I'm coming for you. That's all. It's She's an amazing YouTuber. I'm just, if you're not watching her, you need to watch her. She's fantastic. So speaking of uh, additional people and porn, we have a guest on the show. Uh, we're doing an MFF today. So uh, we have Bridget Fetacy. Hello. Hey. FFF? Oh, shit. Did I say <laughs> I think we're just so used to having the uh, the other kind of threesome. I mean, then again, we never know. Yeah. I never ask. We should not assume. Like, for a second, I was like, wait, is she early in her transition? And I didn't know. I was wondering which one of you was transitioning. <laughs> That's an awkward moment that one can have in uh, in, in this uh, day and stage. I think it's polite that we all were just like, okay, cool. Anyway. <laughs> Well, when Alice was visiting in L.A., she uh, she went to go visit you and she talked about her girlfriend, Bridget. So I just I'm like, unless she told you this in like the last few weeks uh, and just wasn't like, by the way. Hey, so it was excuse you. But our Donald, there's a whole thread on the Donald, which is disputing whether or not I am a male. Well, um, this exists. Just to let you know, R the Donald, I have been in a lady's locker room with her in which we had to be naked, and she's all woman. <laughs> Why are they disputing this? Oh, so around uh, December, I was wearing a, a Pornhub sweater, and it went viral really quickly. So uh, what ended up happening was that the, when I took the photo, my hand was pretty close to my mirror. So depth perception made it seem like I had bigger hands. Um, so I mean, oh I normally God. just have bigger hands to own the libs, but yeah, that's hilarious. I always try to make myself have big hands in pictures just to make Donald Trump feel sad about himself. But you know, I don't know. It just I found it really funny when I saw people, you know, having whole arguments and discussions about me <laughs> in the sweater. But why are they in particular obsessed with you? <laughs> you know, it's a mystery to me. I've gone viral a handful of times. I've even accidentally started subreddits called basically, um, porn. basically porn. Not that I've started it. People started it about me because I guess some of the things I do are just basically porn. Oh. The fascination is because you look like you and you talk like us. 
Got it. I think it jars people when like, and I mean, there's this new wonderful class of female comics that are really, really adorable and cute and like not the people that you think of as, um, how should we say this, leaning into their bad childhoods uh, and and tapping into that for some chuckles. Um, so, <laughs> and I, I love that there's this class of, you know, really good looking, beautiful uh, female comics because it's, it's blowing people's expectations is what it comes down to. In my defense, though, I am definitely not a female. Okay, I'm not a comic. Um, <laughs> that, that is the one clarification to make just because although I watch porn, I comment on it. Sometimes, you know, we have some good, interesting, fun discussions. I, I definitely don't want to call myself a comic because I can't write for shit like you and Bridget can. You are a funny person. <laughs> eh, that's disputable. You are a person that contributes to the humor on the internet. Let's go with that. Close enough. You are part of the funny of the ether. So speaking of which, uh, today we reviewed a sitcom. A situational comedy, which does not contribute to the funny of the ether. I'm sorry. (laughs) I want to be nicer about this, but... Man, man, this was entertainment in the 90s. It was huge. What was it? Like 10 million people watched the finale of this show? Yeah, it was huge. I'm embarrassed for us 90s. So Bridget, why did you choose Friends out of curiosity? I don't know. It was the first thing I thought of when you mentioned that this is what you guys do and porn parodies and whatnot. (laughs) And first, I I was trying to be like, you know, I thought I should try and be cooler. But I think probably because I watched Friends and it was it was like always in the background that they were all having sex. That makes perfect sense. You know, like yeah. it's never overt. It's never because obviously it was like this, oh, like family friendly comedy, but it was always implied. Yeah. So I think that's probably why it jumped out. I was like, there has to be like, I, I need to see what. It's like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Is there a Brady Bunch parody? There must be. There absolutely is. Okay. They probably say in each scene, it's good thing we're not actually siblings. Like, that's that's what they did for so many uh, weird, weird scenes in Fuller House. <laughs> uh, Still have nightmares about that one. Gosh, they really cover, like, all ground in porn. Yeah, but it's like, I, I have to say, I had one giant disappointment in this one. I was expecting just a big old gangbang at some point just a big old group orgy because it's like just go for it everyone on the show has banged everyone else yeah why not have that i felt like that was coming and it it didn't happen let's step back but i mean i feel there was a reason because of the plot i thought that was going to happen but opportunity lost man i mean i think because monica or monica or however they said her name <laughs> monica monica and and ross are siblings russ, russ. oh yeah so that makes that's sense. the only reason i can think they came pretty close with the addition of the mother oh god that was uh <laughs> they went there i was i was impressed so we we watched Friends porn. It was two hours, 21 minutes long. Yeah, it was was long. This is one that I barely watched any of the sex. I'm sorry. Like It wasn't that great. Like when I say gonzo (laughs) porn, it's like, I mean, you just, you know what you're going to fucking get. Like I never fast forward through the sex with some people like Tommy Pistol because he stays in fucking character, man. Mm. There are some porns where Evan Stone stays in character, but like it wasn't like a deep character that I was invested in. Mm. But like this was just kind of, yeah, they're, they're banging. Okay. My first comment was Monica would never spit on a dick because she's so OCD. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying this. 
But would she use lube on it instead, though, knowing that she's like, this is a thing? Like, would the lube be worse? I don't know. It just felt she's so clean that I understand the dirty, you know, the contrast. But I don't know. Like the next scene, she was like scrubbing a table. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Monica needs our one day coming to market product (laughs) fuck wipes uh, contained in the kit. Wash your junk. Mm. before you fuck wipe with our fuck wipes mm-hmm. i like so it i would love to walk the audience through kind of scene by scene of what happened yeah so we begin with okay the opening i have to give credit where credit is due so leroy <laughs> myers friend of the show directed this film as well and leroy at least always delivers when it comes to trying to come as true to the original yeah as possible yeah like if you love the show then you're going oh these beats are familiar yeah yeah I mean, it wasn't the Rembrandts, but like you could definitely hear Rembrandt-esque music with people dancing in front of a fountain and clapping. You know, you get that. Similar chord progressions. It was well done. Funny lyrics. I don't have them written down, but yeah, lyrics were kind of good little spinoff. Everybody screws or something or everybody everybody gets laid. Everybody screws. Everybody screws. Something something like that. They did look remarkably like the characters. Yeah, they did really well with that. I mean, the Rachel was recognizable via haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well played. The only one was the Russ character. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was disappointed. I'm like, you could have done better on that hair. Like it's, come on, it's guy's hair. It grows back in like a week. Just shave it a little closer on the sides. It did feel a little fan fiction-y too, a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> there are definitely things I want to say about the Russ character, but I'm going to hold them till later just because they deal so m- It makes more s- sense in the context of the scenes. Yeah. Do you ladies know where the original Friends Fountain is? No. Where is it? A lot of people think it's in New York City, but it's not. It's actually located in Burbank, California on the Warner what? Brothers. Yeah, ranch. I used to live in Burbank. That has to be like... I had to have passed that a million times in my life. That's hilarious. Wow. I was actually trying to compare if uh, Leroy somehow snuck in and used that one. Unfortunately, they didn't. I kind of wished. But I did love when the, we go to... So what I loved about the Central Perk recreation... It was pretty good. Yeah. So detail-wise, it looked great. Oh, and they called it Canoga Perk, Canoga Perk. Park is, you know, a neighborhood in the San Fernando Valley, the Port (laughs) Valley. They leaned in on that. They did lean in. And we learn, you know, what's really cool is they have, at least in the first scene, some throwbacks to different seasons. So, you know, we learned that Russ's wife, Carol, has cheated on him with another woman, season one. Mm -hmm. You know, we get uh, Monica and Sandler getting married, season seven. We get a couple lesbians making out in the background, which I guess is season (laughs) never. Yeah. (laughs) It's season updated for porn. It's season always in Russ's dreams. (laughs) it's seasoned the stuff that they didn't zoom in on at the bar wait no they're at a coffee house but i'm sure that's happening at coffee houses now with the kids i'm surprised we didn't have gunther i was surprised about that too just because his name leads to so many fun kind of gunther yeah just plays (laughs) with words and that was too easy i feel like that was my low-hanging fruit on that and i need to work harder for one (laughs) i'll get there eventually today I mean, how hard do we have to work? Because I felt like script writing on this wasn't that hard either. True. (laughs) 
let's be honest, you know, when Russ explains that Carol's cheating on him, they go for like, hey, Carol's cheating on me. Well, you know, Russ, was he bigger than you? Then Freebie says, Joe, how can you ask that question? Of, of course, course he's, he's bigger, bigger than, than Russ. The jokes were so bad. <laughs> like, these aren't funny. They're just... Mean, yeah. Yeah. Say what you will about friends, but the joke writing was incredible. I have to go back and watch because I yeah. don't know. It's it's really slow for me. I just, I can't watch Friends nowadays. Yeah, yeah. It's like anything with a laugh track feels horrible now. Yeah, it's definitely not. I, I was watching some on the plane recently, actually. And it is such an exercise in, I don't know, all those multicam shows. They're so formulaic. And so it's yeah. such a an exercise in joke writing as somebody who does it it's like oh set up punch joke tag yeah. call back and they oh, yeah. did do a great job even though oh, yeah. it like could never get made in this day and age i no. still think that they were quick i saw one recent sitcom that had actually a laugh track i shut it off within two minutes what was it hold on it's on a major network as well is it the one that everybody watches like in the world well i mean there's the big bang theory that's yeah, notorious that for their horrible use of laugh track oh it's called abby's hmm. huh. never, heard, never of it. heard of it it's a newer one i think it's on nbc or one of those networks where a woman has a, i think a bar in her backyard but i'm not even kidding they use a laugh track how amazing would it be if laugh tracks were used randomly during some sex scenes like just <laughs> when somebody gags a little too hard whoo <laughs> like you know like just all the different noises that you get during from like laugh track type things like you know when come gets like trapped in her aisle but too hard oh or no when he gives her a towel afterwards oh i honestly was hoping that they would use the laugh track throughout the porn throughout the and sex this, and this because failure it, because a it would have been so much more interesting for the sex scenes which were pretty boring yeah, and that's like, and the sex scenes were in this one a majority of the time. It like, felt it was like a, a missed opportunity. Come on, Leroy. We had faith in you. <laughs> You're our pornographer of continuity and, and keeping a story woven. Oh, not a laugh track for the Friends parody. Man. Not for the sex scenes. There were definite moments with Evan Stone's character where one could have thrown in a, a giggle or two. <laughs> you know, to make up for it, I'll just um, record some laugh tracks onto my phone and next time I'm having sex, I'll just start playing them. Wait, have you tried the Horat Challenge yet? You think I haven't? I just, what was the result? This is all I want to know. Did you or, wait, did you or the man laugh or did you hold a straight face? That's all I want to know because I haven't done it yet and I will will report the results. So for our audience and for Bridget, who are now tuning in, who don't know what the Horat Challenge is. And want to participate and tell us your results. So the Horat Challenge is where you start acting like Borat and start saying his catchphrases during sex. Seriously. <laughs> Do it exactly when your partner says they're about to orgasm. Oh, yeah. See how that goes. And you're supposed to say the catchphrases? While they're saying, I'm coming. Oh, That's God. when you go, very nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. See how that goes. And see, just see if you're able to maintain your your erection or your lady erection, see if we want data on okay. this. <laughs> I'll try it out. I was able to get away with it because, so my partner during sex one time, and we, he's done this jokingly, but one time during sex, he did, um, 
God, how do I explain this? If we have to cut it, we can. No, we're not cutting it. We're doing it live. Um, we're doing went, it live. He said, oh, yeah. Oh. Like he started like making his voice super high pitched and nasally and uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, as yeah. yeah and I just, I, I couldn't anymore. Like I dried up like a raisin. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> so hilarious. now we know your reaction. Oh my God, that's amazing. I went from, oh, this is great to clamp up. What is this? So what you're saying is never use the Elmo voice on you in bed. (laughs) I will kill you. I know you. You will waterboard me with your pussy if I do that. (laughs) I will go Dick Cheney on you and that is not my poor name. (laughs) My old roommate, Alicia, has, uh, she strips and she uh, made just the most amazing tweet. She's like, yeah, whenever, uh, whenever a guy goes down on me, I'll almost drown him. And I consider it a little bit of waterboarding and i feel <laughs> like he leaves feeling a little bit closer to god you know oh. for near-death experience and or her <laughs> vagina i'm not sure which she's an interesting child <laughs> by child i mean she's 26 but still. <laughs> so kind of going back to the porn joe asks sandler what kind of stripper he wants at his bachelor party and this kind of is a throw i want to say to season Eight episode eight called the one with the stripper where Monica doesn't want Chandler having a bachelor party, but that's a thing that happens. Seems um, pretty on. And her clear cut reason why she doesn't want it to happen is because crabs. She doesn't want crabs during her honeymoon. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah. Now that said. Sandler and Monica go back and have sex and they have sex on a leather recliner. And I'm not going to lie, that made me uncomfortable for the fact that it was on a leather recliner and just seemed sticky. Here is more information than anyone out there needs, but you're welcome or I'm sorry. I lost my virginity on an Italian leather recliner. Aw. And I don't recommend that. So you are accurate in your analysis. Here's the thing. It was losing my virginity in it because I had no fucking clue what I was doing. (laughs) That's the only reason why one would do that. So I'm not okay with what happened here. (laughs) I liked towards the end when she was, I was like, is that a foosball table (laughs) that she's bending over? It was (laughs) indeed. They were having a good time with that. They were flicking some balls. What can I say? Yeah, it was all fun and games until all of a sudden there was literally a game in the middle of the <laughs> shot. I'm like, where was the oh foosball table? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I would have given them more props if they had started playing foosball. Yeah. I feel like they could have used part of that foosball table like as a sex Ooh. toy. Like, I there was are half things- worried that was going to happen. <laughs> worried. I was excited. (laughs) I'm doing some home reno right now, as you can probably see from my camera behind me. Home Depot is just a giant toy store to me, Mm. the way I look at this. So Mm -hmm. I look at that and go, foosball table, as long as it's disinfected, I mean, Mm -hmm. what couldn't you do with that? I mean, there are parts of it that's already ripped for your pleasure. Mm -hmm, Please, audience at home, don't take me seriously on this. I'm really kidding. God, (laughs) somebody's somebody's gonna fucking take that clip and quote me and be like, yes, in the side babe says to oh god you're gonna like inadvertently start the foosball challenge where people are oh god no (laughs) people are gonna be like literally banging doorknobs like that's oh god people don't take my jokes and turn them into a challenge for a thing to use for a dildo just 
Please, no. Look, I'm just saying that some people, I'm not saying, but some people can fit a doorknob as a butt plug. That's all I'm saying. Well, a butt plug, yeah, but not in your vagina. I mean, come on. Like, let's let's keep the front door from getting scratched. Depends on the shape. What type of shape of doorknob? Are we talking like the turn one that you could like just insert? More the round ones. I mean, the round one, like, you know, with enough time, patience and lube and of course an enema beforehand, you can get almost anything into a rectum. (laughs) I am not a quitter. I'm just saying. So the last thing I'll say about this scene is about Sandler. Could he be any more hung? (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, guys. I had to. (laughs) Is that the catch line I need to use? He's like, I'm going to come. And I'm like, could you be any more hung? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not going to be. I'm going to break. This porn has not made me any more desiring to go back and watch Friends. It's like, yeah, it seems like I didn't miss much. (laughs) Well, we end up back at the coffee shop. We hear a conversation about, you know, Russ having a crush on Rochelle, which, again, Props to the actress for looking so much like Rachel from Friends. I know. Yeah. If it was a wig, it was a really damn good one. I think I, that was her real hair. Yeah. Either that or it's or it was a human hair really goddamn good one. But it I looks like it looked like hers. Either way, she fucking looked like her. It's so good goddamn job. We had Freebie, who was a Phoebe. <laughs> she was fantastic. She acted like the Phoebe character, which was great. My only mm, missed opportunity. We couldn't get Smelly Cat in. Yeah, mm. I feel like, I mean, or the guitar. even if she couldn't play the guitar, she could have just sat there and just, you know, faked the strumming and could have like, you know, but maybe... Who knows? Maybe they got somebody who could do the acting, but not the singing. Missed Maybe. opportunity. You know what? They got somebody who could bang like a champ and act a freebie character. So I will, I will, two out of three is, that's sufficient for a porno, I think. She's not a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if she can tap dance, damn it. <laughs> Wait, what is a triple threat in porn? I never even considered that. That's what I was just wondering. It couldn't just be anal, oral, and vaginal. I think you'd have to, hmm. Yeah. Which is really disappointing if that is, I mean, on your porn resume, it's like, oh, I can check these boxes. That's not interesting. I would think it would be anal and then like gangbang and then maybe being tied up or some kind of public humiliation. <laughs> if you know what a triple threat is in pornography, please email us info at twogirlswomike.com. <laughs> I feel like there has to be like some, like there's a divining calculus in this that might be beyond us. I, I think what it comes down to is if you can do something absurd in porn, much like how Kate used an AVN trophy to fuck someone, yeah. or like how Tommy fucked the couch. He um, fucked a couch. So fucked these the are couch. things that our friends do in porn, and I think that's what makes them a triple threat, because they can not only give dick or have fun with sex, but they can put some humor into it. And I think, you know, bringing comedy into it just makes everything better. I mean, that in porn is just inherently funny. Like, have you ever seen a setup, like, other than, you know, amateur porn that's just, hey, look, there's a dick going into something. Like, every single setup for a porn is just inherently fucking funny. Yeah. So, like, the ones that have a, an actual plot and are a parody of something, it's like, ooh, we're adding, it's an extra little bit of joie de vivre for masturbatory emissions. 
I will give them um, props on the segue, though, on this scene, because really that's all this scene was, was just a quick segue, so that way uh, Joe and Freebie could fuck. Yeah, uh, exactly. But I do appreciate that to cover up that Freebie is trying to help throw a bachelorette party. Rochelle says that she's a recovering sex addict. Uh, and <laughs> Joe says, oh, I'm one too. I hold meetings in my bedroom every night at 6 p.m. I'm going to use that pickup line. I feel like there are some people who you could use it on and they'd actually go, what? You could <laughs> Or could I help? You seem like you need help. Like there, there are some people who that could work on. It's immersion therapy. I'll <laughs> <laughs> immerse you in the. This is just like smoking a pack of cigarettes, you know, to get off of it. It's like Drown you're gonna yourself have... in pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a food addiction. I'm gonna go and eat like three boxes of Oreos to make sure I'm never hungry again. Exactly. Even though I skipped most of the sex, I did enjoy where in the beginning of the scene immediately. Freebie somehow gets her bra caught in her earring, which is definitely like a Phoebe storyline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can picture that being a thing that happens for like an entire episode. She just got a thing that should be attached elsewhere in her body. Just after boning, Freebie leaves the bedroom uh, when she runs into Sandler, who says, you know, someone looked like the cat fucked the canary. Um, (laughs) Not how biology works, kids. (laughs) Hey, dare to dream, canary. Dare to dream. He didn't notice the cum in her hair. Well, I mean, there's so few instances someone should have come in their hair. If you're Cameron Diaz from Something About Mary, or I guess, I don't know, you're in an explosion of like working at a cum factory, or you just got cum in your hair. Those are really the only three reasons, I guess. Don't her friends notice it, though, in like the next scene? Yeah. <laughs> One thing, though, that wasn't cool was that Joe walks out of the bedroom with Sandler's strap-on on his head. Oh, yeah. Okay. on dildo helmet. Dude, not cool. And then he goes back, takes it to use it. That's not cool. Sharing is not caring with sex toys. No, sex toys. You know, It's like, I don't care if it was funny for the visual. Do not borrow your roommate's sex toys unless for whatever reason you have that kind of relationship. So they were in Sandler's bedroom? They were in Sandler's apartment, which I have to say they nailed the scene uh, on this too, the decor at least. And I mean, as you mentioned, you know, they go to uh, Monica's apartment and holy shit, Bridget, didn't that look like Monica's apartment? Yeah, it did. I was just confused because at the end of that scene, she said, hey, can we have sex in your room next time? Or... He said, want to do it again. And then she said, can we have sex in your room? Oh. And then they finish. And I wasn't sure if they were finishing from the first time or the second time. And then that's when she comes out and runs into Sandler. And then he runs out. It makes sense that they were in his room if he's running out with his sex toys on his head. Yeah. Why were they banging in Sandler's room? (laughs) Because it's them and all the friends are horrible people. (laughs) They are horrible people. They all are. All Not as them, bad as Seinfeld, but pretty bad. Yeah. But here's the thing. Who wants to watch good people? True. That's a boring show. I don't think I've ever banged into someone else's bed who didn't consent to it. Yeah, that feels like a violation. Yeah, yeah. That's. I have not left a wet spot where a wet spot should not have been left. This is the Friends universe, though. There are no boundaries, <laughs> clearly. The, yeah, there has been bodily fluid swapped betwixt all of them. <laughs> it's a horrible thought. Syphilis would spread amongst them within a week. <laughs> and Monica was so afraid of crabs. We could wipe out all the Friends with methicillin-resistant gonorrhea in a month. 
Would that this be such a bad more thing? more like something that you both want. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I want it. I'm saying it's true. There's a difference. <laughs> there are a lot of things that I don't necessarily want but are true. And this, this were the show a real thing, is one of them. This sounds more like your fan fiction version of the Friends episode where they all end up dead of gonorrhea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how they manage their reproductive choices. Maybe they're all very good about using condoms. They didn't seem so in this, <laughs> judging by this episode. They're yeah, not. I'm just, but this is the porn universe version. I don't know. We're going with it. So Monica is cleaning and scrubbing as one does when you're trying to get ready for a bachelorette party in your apartment and for a stripper. So they end up spotting the naked guy across the street in his apartment. Yo. And what I love is the description of, oh, the naked guy across the way is rubbing grease all over himself. And then Monica takes, uh, she's like, what's wrong with you? Let me see. Takes the binoculars from her shell. <laughs> and then she first says, is that butter? And then says, no, it's palm oil. What I want to know is how does butter <laughs> like did she think like a guy was holding a stick of butter to his chest and gr greasing himself up with it? I'm very confused about why. Like, there's an oddness to the fact that there was a like. I know that she's a chef, right? Like, I there's an oddness to the fact that she. How had this, could she tell it was palm oil? I think I know my oils pretty well. I cook quite a bit, but like, I don't think you can tell from like a hundred paces which oil someone is putting on themselves. Uh, if if I am wrong, listeners, please email. But that seemed a little far-fetched. It was so specific, too. I was wondering if it was a callback to some episode that I didn't know about. It just seems like I maybe they're trying to be like, look, she's a chef. We made reference to a food thing. It just, yeah, it was really specific. That was the only thing I could think of. It just it seemed very weird. So Freebie walks in. Of course, you know, as you mentioned, Rochelle notices the come in her hair. And you know what? A good friend would call that out, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is a good neighborly thing to do. Spinach in the, in the teeth, come in the hair. You, you can't let that go. No. You know, she confesses that she accidentally told the boys about the party, but everything, I guess, seems okay about that. And, of course, we, you know, what about Russ? So we go back to him. How and, do they not know, by the way? They're, like, across the way. Yeah. We have to suspend disbelief, of course. <laughs> Remember, it's a show in which I know this is a point that's been made a zillion fucking times whenever the discussion of friends comes up, but it's a show in which a bunch of people who should be broke have really nice apartments in New York City. That's true. We have to suspend some disbelief. Wasn't it a uh, rent stabilized Monica's apartment? <laughs> I think so. I still refuse to believe that for an answer. I'm sorry. No, no. How about in the porn universe? It's at least rent stabilized. See, things are so ridiculous in the porn universe. I'll let that slide. And in the porn universe, their apartments were not anywhere near as nice as the ones they had in the in the real Friends universe. I wonder, are there multiple porn universes, like how there's Marvel and DC? <laughs> I was just thinking We need that. to figure this out. Like, like is, do we have crossovers? Like, is Wood Rocket in the same universe as, like, as some of the other places that make porn and not in other? I need to know. That is a great question, because now we have to know if the Axel Braun parodies exist in the same universe as the Wood Rocket porn parodies. Yeah, and it's like if people are playing different characters and same actors, like, does that break the law of the universe? Or if they abide by the same laws of the universe, does that mean that they're in the same porn universe? These are the questions that keep me up at night, which is why I need more therapy. Uh, anyway, so we're at rest at the coffee shop. 
And uh, lucky for him, uh, Carol and Sandra, his ex-wife and lesbian lover, decide to show up for some reddish tea and muffins before the Melissa Etheridge concert. <laughs> yeah, That was a very 90s reference. Yeah. And as he says, how did I not know you were gay? Good. Well done. Like they just went for every 90s lesbian reference they could have. Like I was just waiting for them to say, and we're waiting up late tonight for Lilith Fair tickets. Like that was the last thing they could have added in. I have to say, though, that was probably the most unrealistic lesbian threesome I've seen in a while. Yeah. 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 Not The girls bear. OK, for being lesbians, they barely interact with each other. Yeah. I'm questioning their commitment to lesbianism. I'm going to go with this is what men hope lesbianism <laughs> is. Like whenever you hear a guy being like lesbian, huh? So uh, what's that like? This is what they think it's like. They just <laughs> want to hear that described from a woman who has sex with other women. Guys, that's that's not how lesbian sex works. But go ahead and enjoy it and pretend it is. I'll let you keep that fantasy in your masturbatory life. Go ahead and wish. Just the porn universe giveth. All guys think they can handle a threesome too and... It's uh, oh my god, hilarious! I've, so I've had some threesomes, and some of them have been good, and some of them have not. Uh, and the ones that are really awkward, um, and take this for what you will, uh, gentlemen. The ones that are awkward are ones in which guys kind of get overwhelmed by, oh my god, there are four boobs here. What do I do? It happens <laughs> like, a lot, though. They're like, is this happening? Yeah, it's like basically like you're going to be giving pleasure and getting pleasure most. Of the time and sometimes you're going to be touching someone else and you're not going to like sometimes you're the center of attention for like just get used to the fact that there's going to be a lot of moving parts there and a lot and, of multitasking you know, a lot of and I mean talk out what you're going to do before here is here is the advice from someone who's uh had some banging in my life talk out what the shit you want talk out what the shit is off limits and realize that you will not always be the center of attention in this play Ta-da. And realize you might get so overwhelmed you don't get hard immediately. Huh. It happens a lot. I didn't know. I clearly have not had enough threesomes in my life. There's no such thing as enough threesomes in your life. <laughs> it's, but I mean, people get nervous. Men, women get nervous in them. Like, there's no wrong way to have a threesome. But there are a lot of ways that it can go bad if you don't kind of go into it with a little bit of foresight and thought and prep work. So talk that shit out. The one thing I wish they kind of did in this scene was... You know, I felt like with Russ being a paleontologist, they could have thrown a dinosaur joke or reference in. <laughs> I mean, he was boning. I mean. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. I was going to say, as a paleontologist, they could have dug a little deeper. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. I dig that. There's also, I mean, with the whole lesbianism thing, they could have said, like, this is an actual fact. Um, there's evidence that suggests that Tyrannosaurus rexes sometimes ate each other. So, mm. you know, just like lesbians, I guess. Mm -hmm. I see where you're no? going. Okay. I see where you're going. I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, not all of us can write for friends. We're going to give you the bronze because it's it was a solid effort. You But like on the landing, still meddled. I see the premise. I like it. You tried for a hard routine. <laughs> That was a 9.8 possibility on that routine. I wouldn't have tried for that. I couldn't have. Do you ever know that you're my hero? Next time I'll stick the landing. I'm so proud of you. 
I love you so much. Anyways. So we get back to Joe and Sandler's apartment where they flip ov- open their recliners in unison to watch a James Dean porn. Yeah, I I did not expect that one at all, but that was hilarious. But, the, you know, they start off, this is going to be awesome. And I'm like, they're watching porn. They're describing it. There's no way that's going to fit in there. That's what I thought. Just watch. My God, it's like rewinding a birthing video. <laughs> Yeah, what was going on there? You know, I was trying to figure it out because then they say that doesn't look hygienic. I mean, rewinding a birthing video, like, is something, what's going in or out of where? I'm <laughs> concerned for whoever's orifices are being, is are being plundered and by what or whom. But, <laughs> you know, I hope they're enjoying it. Gosh darn it, those plucky kids and what they're doing today is just, just wonderful. Look, I know someone like Adriana Chechik could stick like a watermelon and or a turkey up her whole ass if she tried. Look, I'm not oh. saying she has. She probably could try, though. I have faith in her. But She's not a quitter. <laughs> not a quitter. But I mean, if it's a reverse birthing video, I mean, a human, that's just some next level shit. I feel like we need CGI for that. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were just talking. Maybe it was fisting because it's just a lot of human oh. going into there. Ah, Maybe. I love that in order to say fisting, I just, I have to give the fist going upwards motion because you didn't, you couldn't have figured that out without me doing that. <laughs> I feel it's a thing one has to do when they're thinking of fisting though, <laughs> which I do far too often. Think of fisting? No, it's, I, it's bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> or actually fist. Have I ever fisted someone? This is a thing I have to legitimately sit here and think, have I done this? I, I have not been fisted. I, I'm i not sure if I don't think I have. Well, it is definitely harder for a guy to fist. Um, with women, I know a couple of our performer friends have mentioned that women, because of our smaller hands, yeah. we could get up there. <laughs> Here's the thing, like I'm 5'9", the rest of my bones are likewise like tall, lengthy, not tiny. So I'm like, I don't think I've ever tried to get them all. Wait, no, I believe technically I have. I had a girlfriend once get something stuck a little bit far up her. And as a kind neighborly thing, I had to reach, so to speak. Look, you're a true friend. You do things for your friends when they are in need. And I don't know if that is that like, I don't know if being as far up as I was counted as fisting or not, but I've gone past the, the red circle and I've seen the light. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Rochelle and Modica's apartment. <laughs> Speaking of eventual lesbian sex. <laughs> Rachel does ask a good question. Why does everything at a bachelorette party have to be penis shaped? This is a contention I have with bachelorette parties because they're kind of, they're like penises, they're funny. You know what the guys are out doing at most bachelor parties? They have strippers giving them laugh dances. Bachelorette parties, we're laughing at plastic penises. Ladies, we need to step up our game. Actually, when I've gone to some bachelorette parties when I was 16, because my mother thought that was appropriate, there were some strippers. You had a very different childhood than I did. This is what happens when one... See, I grew up Catholic. She thought leaving me with relatives would be safe. (laughs) Were these relatives back in the old country? Because I hear things about back in Poland. Surprisingly, uh, New Jersey. So just as close. Uh, Close enough. (laughs) Yeah, it's Jersey, Eastern Europe. Eh. Bridget, what's been your experience of bachelorette parties? I was just thinking about that. I threw one for my sister, and that's the only one I've ever been to. I don't have that many friends intentionally because I hate all of this, that the whole culture of this stuff. 
And I grew up waiting tables in a resort town where it was just nonstop bachelorette parties constantly. And they just ruined, just being around that many constantly ruined the whole experience for me. I never wanted to partake in anything like it. So I like the bachelorette parties where you go do something like go camp or go rent a lot, like cabin and kayak and do cool things like that. Or um, with my sister, we did, we like went out and went dancing and I rented a limo in a hotel and we all just hung out. And then I ended up taking us to a strip club at the end of the night. My sister had never been. And one of the strippers stole her freaking wallet. What? Yeah. And she realized it when we were in the limo on the way back to the hotel. And my sister's just such a badass. I mean, she had a baby really young, so she already had a kid. But she was just, like, on top of her stuff. And she was so so young. She was probably, like, 21. And she was ordering a pizza and canceling all of her cards, like, from the limo. (laughs) Just, like, knew them all by heart. I was like, you are my hero right now. I think if you've either worked uh, in any sort of thing behind the scenes, in a wedding industry or you've been a bridesmaid a certain number of times you're just like nah pass no no you you don't want any part of it you've thrown too many you know how much they cost and one of two things happens you're like well i paid for it for my friend so they had to pay for it for me or you're like fuck this i'm eloping which is exactly what i did that's what i did when i got married i eloped long distance fist bumpsies yeah it was the best thing ever. And I've only been in my best friend's wedding. I've only been in one wedding. Three. That's not that bad. My brother's wife was in like five weddings one summer. I mean, it was Ugh. over the top. I have a girlfriend who's been in, I think at this point, no less than a dozen. Oh, She's, yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah, like every single one. And I read this, uh, and I, I hadn't added up the cost, and I read somewhere that it costs somewhere between 1500 and $2,000 for every single wedding. And then I sat there and I was like, wait, it couldn't be that. And I added them up each one and even like one of them was was where i lived two of them i had to travel for all of them added up to about that much yeah. even like the one in new, mm-hmm. in new hampshire the one like it's it's oh and everyone just looks at you like well you're supposed to do this for me because and i'm like it's a lot of money Ugh. i was once kicked out of a bridesmaid party why I've got to hear this story. I like it already. The long story short. And you know what? I won't even hide her name because we haven't been in contact in years. So Bridget, if you're listening to this, so not you, Bridget, but a different Bridget. I was best friends the with evil this. Bridget. Oh, we'll call her evil Bridget. Um, <laughs> no, in, in she was multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse Bridget. <laughs> She was a sweet gal, but just super misguided. Um, The long story short of it was that her uh, soon-to-be mother-in-law was insane and super controlling. Uh, And me and a handful of the other bridesmaids basically saw this going on. And we were like, hey, we can't really help you when it comes to doing these crazy arts and crafts at unreasonable hours uh, when we're trying to work. But if we could like supplement this in any other way, you know, we'd be happy to help. But because like we couldn't like lose shit and like show up for a couple events and instead we're like, hey, like my whole thing was at the time, I was working nonstop. So I said, look, I'll help out with some of the finances because I know the other bridesmaids like don't aren't working or students and et cetera. And they were like, oh, you're not committed to this wedding. Should you even belong here? Oh my like, yeah, I'm not committed to this wedding. I'm not getting married. <laughs> I was your best friend for like five years, but okay, sure. Let's go with this. Yeah. 
People get nuts with weddings. Like I saw people that, you know, were sane before they got married turn into bridezillas. I saw one girl who had struggled with an eating disorder for a long time and it seemed to have gotten it under control, like have have it really, really get bad up until the wedding. Like it was horrible to, to watch her go through. And it's like watching people go through that kind of stress, like it was stressful getting married. And we like we'd said we were going to get if we got married, we were going to elope and we'd been together three years. It's like, hey, let's get married. And Derek's like, want to do it this month? I'm like, hell yes. That means I don't have to stress about it for a while. But like, even then, two weeks of planning, I was losing my mind. <laughs> you know, it's it's just, and this is why I'm like, I never wanted to make like seating arrangements or deciding on, on centerpieces. Like once you decide to like, put out a cute like a wedding a real like arranged thing you're setting yourself up to hate yourself for a year oh yeah i mean i basically planned your impromptu wedding anyway we played kanye on stage it was good it was good. Yeah. So long story short, last year when Yvette got married, we were all at a conference. A lot of our friends were there and we said, fuck it. Let's marry her. Wow. Again. I told you guys, I'm like, I have yeah. a court date for this. And you're like, no, 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 no. We're going to get you married again. The little bow tie for my dog was, was worth oh, it, I'd say. Fun. That was pretty cute. I was very proud of ordering that. I was down um. with it. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a fun time. Last thing on weddings, I will always recommend uh, cheesecake for a wedding cake. Your mm-hmm. guests will go home happy. By the way, yeah, that cheesecake. Can we plug our friend's cheesecake yeah, factory? Yeah, like this is not a paid advertisement. This is just my friend Victor uh, makes the best cheesecake on the planet. Uh, if you're in the Bay Area, uh, go order uh, from Rochelle's Cheesecake. My friend Victor makes just, I mean... It's like an orgasm for your tongue. And I know y'all like orgasms. Um, <laughs> that's probably why you're here. So he makes the best cheesecake on the planet. And I love it. And it was literally my wedding cake. Like, I don't know if I would tell you to get any cheesecake for your wedding cake, but I would tell you, get it for a wedding cake, get it for a birthday cake, get it for a divorce cake, whatever you want. Just get it. It's good. Like, I'm shocked that I didn't gain 30 pounds living in the area. That's all. Let's get back to the porn, um, because I have to say, this is probably my favorite scene of the whole thing. So Freebie reveals that the stripper she hired is none other than a naked guy from across the street. (laughs) Enter naked guy. Oh, Evan Stone. By the way, supposedly in a flashback in Friends, in like 1993, naked guy was supposedly attractive. But I know this is not set in 1993, but I'd like to think it is, so it correlates with the porn and the friends let's just pretend that in the end porn universe naked guy is 20 years younger he agrees to strip as long as he could videotape it and he immediately performs what i can honestly say is one of the funniest stripper routines i've ever seen and i wrote the dialogue so (laughs) who wants to be evan stone and who wants to meet modica and who wants to be freebie i'll do any of the above i guess i'll be evan i'll grab freebie and then uh, bridget you'll be modica where it says m okay all right hello ladies let me introduce you to my personal assistant shamu (laughs) is there someone else coming no that's what i call my penis (laughs) why shamu because the spectators in the first five rows always end up getting wet i hope you ladies brought extra panties do you have any names for any of your other body parts my balls i call them sweet and low yeah i was wondering about that was that a birth defect or was there an accident or what 
I was caught in a tornado when I was really young. I haven't been the same ever since. And then he does like this bl- butt flapping thing. <laughs> what was, it was that? Who knows? I, it was magic. Yeah, I just, his delivery on the whole scene was, I mean, if there's a reason to watch this porn and spend like $4 to rent it, it's this scene. Then his his uh, his thing. Do you recognize the song? And I forget who said this. I think it's Huey Lewis in the news. Good guess, but it's an African song of seduction. <laughs> they play it outside the huts of newlyweds. It may be the sexiest song of all time. Ooh, is that Flan? <laughs> because Monica had made Flan. <laughs> I want Flan at my bachelorette party. <laughs> okay, well, if one day you change over from a DP to a wedding, we'll make you some Flan. Perfect. That was a so, callback, too, because she mentioned it worrying about enough Flan in the earlier scene. See, they did a callback. Yeah. Continuity. Well done. Porn suspense, though. They shove him into the bedroom because they don't know what to do with this fireman. Because what else would you do with him? <laughs> Yeah, with like, you know, with with the schlong that's hanging halfway down to his ankles, what would one do with him on your last night of freedom? Okay, I have a piece of contention with that. Last night of freedom? Come on, you're in a committed relationship. Yeah, that's what I yeah, was wondering too. I'm like, what? I've never understood that about the bachelor party. It's your last night of freedom. No, dude, if this is the way you've been looking at your relationship, I don't know what you've been doing with your penis the last however long you've been with this person. You haven't been free. (laughs) And if you also don't feel like you're free in a relationship, like, might not be the right relationship for you. Mm -hmm. My penis is is locked out and sad forever now. Oh, that's a terrible relationship. I guess it's the last night before my penis gets locked up. (laughs) It's in jail. Yeah. Put on this chastity belt. Marriage is just penis jail. Marriage is penis jail, though. (laughs) (laughs) Expensive penis jail. Would divorce be much more expensive penis parole? But penis parole... That joke failed. Exactly. It doesn't... It's not quite there. It's almost there. It's getting out and getting... uh, It's getting rehabilitated. (laughs) Going back out into the world. Meanwhile, speaking of healthy relationships, <laughs> Sandler has a bachelor party where he's getting so drunk that he goes to vomit in the bathroom, and Joe decides to invite Russ's mom. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, Russ's mom, you're looking hot. Let's not make this weird. Call me Julie. And then he bangs Russ's mom. I'm sorry, if you start off with Russ's mom, it's already weird. Did Joey ever have a thing for, like, Russ's mom? I don't remember this, but I realized watching Friends on the Plane that I clearly stopped watching it, like, in the third season. Because <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. like, what is happening? They got married? They got divorced? Like, they broke up? I had no idea what was going on. My cousin was like, wow, when did you stop watching this? I feel like it's the type of show you can kind of pop in on, watch an episode, and kind of sort of, like, you don't need to know yeah. what happened the last six seasons to know, to enjoy it. But, yeah. like, it helps. I was thinking about someone does hook up in Friends with someone else's mom. Oh, like, Chandler uh, hooks up with Ross's mom, I want to say. Or oh. no. Ross, Ross hooks up with Chandler's mom. I feel like that is true, yeah. That definitely happened uh, with Nora Tyler Bing, yes. Uh, Yeah. But 
that kind of would have made almost more sense. But no way, that would have been Chandler's mom. Never mind. You know, someone banged someone's mom and good for you live your dreams. Speaking of banging, the bachelorette party. (laughs) And suddenly we get Evan back out of the closet. The flan was great, but that's the preview. Now it's time for the finale. (laughs) And suddenly the baby oil comes out and we have... You know, sometimes his acting is so good that I forget that he has a ridiculously good dick, too. Yeah, it's impressive. You know, (laughs) it's pre-Dread. Yeah, I mean, Dread's dick is kind of, it's cartoonishly gigantic. His dick is a dick joke. (laughs) It is uh, the Everest of dicks. (laughs) It's uh, the Titanic of dicks. It's going down. (laughs) You'll also accidentally knock into it, but you you were aiming for it the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, we, we get a 4G where all the ladies decide to hop on Evan Stone's dick. And uh, Phoebe's head, wear- because they're still at a bachelorette party, and Phoebe is wearing the, uh, if you've ever seen these wonderful little headbands that have like little penises on springs on oh, it yeah. the entire time, Phoebe was wearing it through the entire bang. I Props for the callback. I will give them that. <laughs> kind of ties it up with a nice last scene where you have the whole gang hanging out at the apartment, at Monica and Rachel's apartment, talking about uh, Monica and Sandler's wedding, which is shockingly, I guess, still on despite all of their trust issues. <laughs> of course. Because weddings are never canceled last minute in sitcoms. No. No. Uh, this was pretty woke of them to kind of have the women all get theirs and then... Sandler didn't get any kind of last hurrah other than with the bottle. It's a little in character. (laughs) Sandler had a three minute long blowjob in the beginning and he gave Monica like a 16 second licking and I counted that. That's true. You timed it? Maybe. (laughs) It just seemed very specific. Look, it was like three minutes, 20 seconds. I'm sorry. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. In other words, he got a disproportionate amount of blowing to the amount of licking he did. Maybe. Yeah. In other words, fuck him. He gets to get drunk and not remember the night. Why not? Um, <laughs> but uh, what I did like, though, is the freeze frame. So Sandler realizes there's something on top of the fridge. Did you girls realize what that was? The video camera? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was like old school. V- yeah. And it was an old school video camera yeah. because the naked 90s. guy wanted to record video. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be the, uh, who knows, maybe the wedding's off now. That was like a 90s cam. We had one of those. It's like this big, bulky, like 10 pound thing that your shoulder's going to fall off by the end of the day. So speaking of 4Gs, you know, there's the three of us and then we have all of our Patreons to thank because we like to give them extra content for when they're not listening to these horrible uh, movie reviews of porn. Um, Or, you know what, maybe they're good. Who knows? They're better than the ones written online, that's for sure. You make a lot of money writing those reviews. There are written reviews of porn online? How oh, have yeah. I seen these? You can make yeah. good money. Writing reviews of porn. I know someone who used to write them professionally for magazines. Mm. Maybe we need to start doing this like as a follow-up on our website of just, you know, writing, like taking the best lines from each of these, writing them up and putting it into a, a scripted version or a written down version for the blog. I mean, you guys know a lot about it. So you do have to be like quite knowledgeable about the performers and the industry and all the stuff. You know, shockingly, the ones that are written online are really bad. They're like, are they? Oh my God. They're like, oh yeah. And now we have this hot little thing, you know, spreading her pussy. And I was just like, 
they don't talk about the scenes and right. that's where they yeah. falter. I think telling people the tone of the scene, like, I mean, I'm very against complaining about how somebody looks, you know, if that person is getting naked and having sex in front of a camera for you. Yeah. You be nice to that person. Who are you to judge? Until you get naked and put your ass down on the table. You keep your mouth shut and you just change the channel if you don't like their body. But, you know, it's, I think that reviewing porn, you should talk about the, the way it makes you feel feel the way the performers acted both, uh, you know, and, and reacted to the sex emotionally whilst they were having it. Like the worst thing someone can look while having sex in a, when we're watching it is bored. Right. Like in the Avengers uh, or the Ass Avengers or which <laughs> the name of that Avengers Triple X. Avengers Triple X. China, the uh, wrestler slash porn actress, she looked bored for a good long amount of time. And I'm like, oh, God, this is just not good. Like, and that's the, I think the worst part of watching one. And I think that's something that I look for when I'm watching this. Like, I don't, I'm not looking for the angle that you're getting banged at. I want to know the, the reaction someone's going through. I want to watch one day the behind the scenes of someone recording a porn being recorded so I could see how all the different ways cameras are being placed to record the porn for us. Mm. That just reminded me. Remember we've talked about like the ball cam or the, like, the camera that goes on Ooh, the dick? Bridget, there's a dick cam. There's a GoPro for your cock. Well, not her cock, Too much. but a cock. Well, calling back to the we're, beginning, hey, it we're could back be to the, see, my cock. See, there, I did a callback. I see, I said <laughs> I was eventually going to get there. It's a conceptual penis. <laughs> <laughs> I do have such massive penis envy. My penis envy alone might be large enough to consider me transitioning. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the thought of being able to fuck something, just take it and stick it in something, it's I'm curious what it's like. I believe in you. So people we believe in, so our Patreons, because we keep mentioning we're going to thank them. So <laughs> on this episode, we uh, we definitely want to thank Mike Sorbetsko, Matthew Kolb, Megan Hall, Brian Gowdy, Brody, Amanda Potter Cole, The Messenger, Mark Romer, Rich, and many more. If you want to become a Patreon yourself and we have extra content you can listen to and interact with us and get bonus stuff from us, uh, go to patreon.com slash two girls, one mic, or just go to our website, two girls, one mic.com. No matter how you spell it, we bought the domains. We own it. We own you. No, we don't own you yet. Unless you want us to, that's not a dumb thing. Is it? Um, I, I mean, we can, we no. you know, we can work something out. Just email us info at two girls, one mic.com. We can do something. Maybe. Actually, we Maybe did not. have someone who contacted our Facebook page and said they they wanted us to punish him and they wanted to get a tattoo of our show on him. And I started blocking him because he started being exceptionally creepy with his posts. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, you want to tattoo two girls one mic on you, like fucking go for it. But don't be a fucking creep to us. <laughs> like, go ahead and use your epidermis to uh, to advertise our show that's neat of you but like we're human beings who need our privacy and for you to not stalk us okay in Thanks. one morning it was like 7 a.m on east coast time i looked at my phone and within a span of five minutes he sent like 20 messages to the facebook page oh my god no oh my he's god. not allowed to advertise for us either no don't get the tattoo go away go away burn your <laughs> skin off so you can't tattoo it on there uh-uh no no skin for this man anymore <laughs>
I think I've seen that punishment in Game of Thrones now. So Bridget, where can our listeners find you and your funny face and your dog, your lovely dog? That is an adorable dog. <laughs> She's like, are they talking about me? You can find me at Bridget Fetacy on Twitter. I don't really use the other mediums. I'm pretty much only on Twitter, but you can find me on the other ones in the same place. And I have a Patreon, which is linked in my Twitter. You can't search for it because it's 18 plus. You have a podcast. Walk-ins welcome, yeah. (laughs) And what's the concept of your show? I interview people about their story and essentially what their... The whole theme is grit and resilience. People's kind of dark night of the soul and how they overcome hardship. Or wherever they're at in their life, really. I mean, I did um, the guy who runs the Titania McGrath account. Oh, wow. Yeah, he came over yesterday. It was great. But, you know, he's kind of occupies the, the same space that I do and that he's pushing back against a lot of the ideology on the left that's a little bit um, like canon, the dogma. And so now he's a Nazi. <laughs> I used to live in a commune and I actually got his book. It was really, I have to say, though, the titles, I haven't gone through it, but the chapter titles were pretty fucking funny. Of Woke? Yeah. Yeah, it's, he's brilliant. I mean, he's just uh, got a brilliant mind. And it's interesting to talk to somebody like him from, like, the UK because they don't have a First they Amendment. They some <laughs> interesting laws over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting, they're a little, if they're the canary in the coal mine, we're in trouble. <laughs> I'm just really concerned because the UK recently um, is implementing right now also a porn ban and, like, no one's talking about it. Yeah, they're thought policing, literally. How do you ban porn in a, like, you can't download? What, how are they doing this? I believe, um, so they won't have access um, unless they have a VPN. They essentially need to prove via, I believe, passport and or a driver's license or both wow. uh, identity. And of course, again, what I mentioned on like 15 episodes ago, this is going to be linked to people's email addresses. And yeah. uh, MindGeek, who is like kind of spearheading this, is shit when it comes to keeping personal data safe. So yeah, uh, that's going to be great. I'm Everyone's- calling it next five years. We get to know what everybody in the UK watches. Oof. It's going to be the weirdest shit. These are, I say this after living in the country, y'all are some repressed people. Yeah. This is why I worry too about self-censorship and push back against it so much because it's not like some slippery slope into not being living under a dictatorship, although that could easily happen too. It's like the social currency that everyone accepts in China is terrifying. And that's where this kind of leads, where everyone polices everyone else and you're getting points marked off your social currency because you went on a porn site in the privacy of your home. That's not okay. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate that, you know, just having conversations with people and wanting to talk, like, it's like, yeah, no. Uh, It's frustrating. It's a complicated topic and we could spend an hour on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and we're... And we're up on time for this. We are. Um, but Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Cybabe, where I science and dick joke and the use. Uh, Alice, where can people find you? People can find me at Twitter at Rational Blonde. And I guess, you know, doing stuff on the Patreon page and stuff like that. I don't really use Instagram. I'm trying, but uh, failing miserably, I guess. <laughs> 
you are not failing miserably. Instagram is... I don't understand it. Instagram is whatever you want it to be. And that's the beauty of Instagram. Put pictures of whatever you want on there. I mainly post pictures of my dog. I can't get into Instagram. There are so many weird little corners of Instagram. Yeah, like there's crazy. makeup Instagram. There's pot Instagram. There's fitfluencer Instagram. And it's like, eh, just I follow pictures of my friend's dogs. That's that's what I do. Uh, and if you can't join us on Patreon, that's totally fine. Uh, please comment, subscribe, tell all your friends. Tell all your friends who watch porn, and we mean all of them. And uh, tweet at us and uh, spread the word because we want more listeners. And you guys are some psychopaths who keep throwing us on the charts somehow like every other week. So that's been fucking impressive. <laughs> we don't know how our little porn cast with a dream. We just we wanted to be the Statler and Waldorf of porn. And somehow you've you've helped us achieve our our dreams. My mother worked so hard to make sure I got a good college education so I could do this. I'm so happy. Anyways, thank you guys for hanging out with us again this week. And please tell your friends who watch porn. So tell all your friends because they all are dirty pervish just like you. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.